Okay, we're live. So I am super excited. Partner, you're looking great. You know, I used to have a, a jersey back in the day when I was like 14 with the Hornets. You know, I love the purple, the purple and the uh, <laughs> that turquoise is a very, a very great color. But how are you doing today? Uh, I'm all right. It is, uh, what, what day is it? That's how I had to look at the calendar. It is the 23rd. Oh, God, I know. Uh-huh. September. So that means my birthday is approaching. That means our birthday is approaching. VPR. You're and next week, partner. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy because I got so much going on with like weddings that I'm doing and then things that we're handling and also other ventures that I'm doing. So right. I was just like, I got to make it through this weekend. I mean, right. next weekend. And then I can finally enjoy my birthday like yes, later on. Oh, I understand. Trust me, I understand. But I'm definitely looking forward to this year's birthday. We're getting older and wiser. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I just appreciate you, partner. Being able to do this with you is always a pure joy. And, um, it's lit. I mean, it just keeps getting better and better. I'm excited about today's guest. Do you yeah. want to talk a little bit about him? I know you've been keeping uh, it on the sneak sneak, and then we made a little a little noise on it yesterday. You know what I mean? Uh, VPR, like I said, I just want to thank you all you guys for tuning in every week. We try to bring you the best guests we can here. But right now, we have Shannon the Cannon Briggs. He, you know what I mean? If you don't know about him, Google him. He's Two been time. Two-time heavyweight champion of the world. Yes, Two -time indeed. Two-time heavyweight champion. So many other things that he's accomplished, and I'm just glad to have him here yes. on VPR. He's going to be joining us in a few minutes. Listen, uh, this is so nostalgic for me and wonderful because he legit, this is how I knew I needed to be in journalism. I had just given birth to Winter, and I got hired to work for a site called timesquare.com. He okay. was my first interview, and I interviewed him on the phone, and that's how I learned that he was asthmatic. He had wrote this book called, um, written this book called Live to Live to breathe, I think, uh, or fight to breathe. And he was telling me about his homelessness, about his mother's drug abuse and, you oh. know, finding her debt. Like his story is crazy. And he really impressed upon me what boxers go through. You notice we see so many boxes fall off the map because yeah. that money is literally like bags of money and it's you being dispersed and managers are stealing and promoters mm -hmm. are stealing. You're living a lifestyle, but you're living in bankruptcy because you don't have assets. You just have this liquid cash that keeps going out the window. Um, so he's gonna enlighten us a lot, but he's so motivational and just so dope. So I, I'm I'm super excited. This is great for VPR. This is great for everybody that's watching because yeah. he's very, very motivational. So be prepared to be motivated on some Let's Go Champ. And we're definitely gonna be laughing our asses off. I'm here for it. You know, I, I've seen a few of his interviews and I, I, I do love his personality and what he brings to <laughs> Yes. He's very eccentric with it. I think he's yes. from Brooklyn, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, so you know what I mean? So you know how we giving up Brooklyn, we go hard every time. I know where I'm from. Brooklyn, Kiana, we go hard, we go hard. Before we have him come on, COVID's still a thing. These mandates are still a thing. They are. Uh, just to touch on some world topics, you know what I mean? Yeah. Us being in New York City, I was being based out of here at VPR Radio. I don't know where you guys are listening to. And shout out to all the new listeners that have been tuning in from other countries, guys. All the countries, all the countries. Yes. I'm so like, when I was looking at that list yesterday, I was like, wow, Burundi, Iran, South yeah. Africa, like we go hard VPR and I love that. I feel so great. Doesn't that feel wonderful partner to know that people are all the way across the other side of the earth and they're listening to us? Yeah, you know, like uh, the week, two weeks prior to this, someone sent a video just, uh, saying how much they appreciate this listening to the show and that means a lot you know That's his true. name slips me and slips me at this time but uh when i after this interview i'm definitely gonna make sure i at you because i definitely want to thank you just for tuning in and sending that video that made my day and i know it made kiana's day 
absolutely how it affects you guys lives but yeah i I, i'm getting to a point with this mandate kiana i ain't gonna tell nobody what to do like i said we're not here for making it hard for us man yeah you know what i mean to travel around and do what i want to do i want to make sure everybody's safe and right don't know the long-term uh effects of what this can do and i know people saying oh you know it's just like a flu shot i get that right and I wasn't big before. So right. it's just like, you know what I mean? I gotta I gotta sit here with an eternity with my body, not knowing what I'm putting in for a short period of time. And Absolutely. it hasn't even been out for a year, a full year, or whatever the case may be, the vaccine or and, and now they're they want to, you know, approve it for five year olds and, and younger. Yeah. And I that's that's a little scary. What's up, Chris? Yes, we're outside inside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, I see Shannon just appeared. So let's just bring him on. Let's go champ. We have the former two-time heavyweight world champion, author, innovator, entrepreneur. He's everything and more. Shannon the Cannon, what is Ooh. up, fam? Let's go champ. What up, champ? Let's go, how you champ? Doing? All is well. How you doing, champ? I'm doing great. How about yourself? All is well. I'm just here, just, you know, happy to be alive. Yes, indeed. So we we want to know everything. We want to start with your journey um, mm. from the time that you were younger and you started boxing. Can you fill mm. us in? Because I think so many people don't know. You're just looking from the outside in and, you know, you see everything, um, but you don't see internally what you've endured. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm originally from Brownsville, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, only child. My mom, her name was Margie Bragg. She raised me, you know, solo dolo. I'm from Brownsville, one of the roughest neighborhoods in the world, if not, let alone New York. Uh, you know, grew up in a tough neighborhood in the 70s, and, you know, that's pretty much how it began. And my mom did the best she could, you know, trying to raise me as a, as a single parent. My stepdad was in and out of my life. Uh, and, you know, he, he kind of was a, a street guy, so he was a, a criminal, career criminal. And, you know... Um, it kind of like in my life led to other things that eventually happened with us being evicted from from our apartment as a young age. I'm a big advocate for homeless homeless teen homeless teenagers because of that because it was very uh, traumatic for me, you know, just coming home from school one day from what I thought was a great life to you know beginning a journey as a homeless teenager and then to boxing. And I credit that to boxing because had it not been for that, I would have never made it and got into boxing. I was a spoiled child by my mom, you know, she raised me. I was a pretty young boy, you know what I'm saying? She made sure <laughs> that I, she made sure I was fresh all the time. I had everything I want. So, right. um, you know, and then, I, and then I went, you know, I, then I went into the fire. And from the, from and as out of the as out of the fire, which champions are made, you know what I'm saying? Amen and to that. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, I began my journey 13, 14 years old. My mom had a drug addiction, heroin, and then later on crack. And you know, my stepdad would later die in prison. My mom would die on my birthday, December fourth, of overdose, and uh, that just built, you know, it built a toughness in me that allowed me to be able to confront my fears, whatever they were, I, I learned to go through the fire. I learned to that the fire was gonna burn or whatever it took, but I was gonna survive. So I climbed into the boxing ring against everyone's advice or um, belief. You know, I was born asthmatic. 
I was born less than two pounds, and um, I suffered with asthma all my life. Growing up in Brooklyn during the winters is when I suffered the most, you know. Um, but again, like I said, going through the fire allowed me to 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 uh, to become a stronger man, a stronger person. I would eventually, you know, become heavyweight champion of the world, not just once but twice. And um, again, I credit that to my childhood, my and my upbringing, and I also say that. Uh, Teen homelessness is such a amazing thing because uh, when you when you're young as a child, you have no home, nowhere to lay your head. You're gonna, you know, it, it can take you in so many directions. You can either go to prison, you can, uh, you know, find yourself in a mental uh, suffering from mental illness. You know, what I mean, not knowing where you're gonna sleep that night. I remember days when I would just wander and not know where I was gonna end up. You know what I'm saying? And um, and sometimes contemplating going to jail as a as a safe haven, like you know, let me get let me get arrested. At least if I go to jail, I got a you know a roof over my head and I got a, I got a meal. And I think a lot of uh, men and women and, and and especially young feel like that. You know what I'm saying? And then once you get into that system, you start learning how to jail. You start learning that you know what this is a this is better this uh, this building is better than a project building. You feel me? Where you trying to scrape up a couple of pennies or whatever to get some bread, you know, get a loaf of bread. Uh, I then, uh, you know, got into boxing because of that lifestyle that I was contemplating whether whether the jail was an option. That uh, I said boxing is an option and it was an option. But again, let me just tell you this: you know, a lot of people um, they rather go to jail than be a boxer because it's it's it's, it's somewhat easier. You know, to, to confront your confront confront your fears every day, and to to uh, physically put yourself into a a, a bad situation ain't, ain't ain't easy. Even though you may say, okay, well, it's some it's some gold at the you know end of the end of the road. Some people ain't willing to go through that. They're like, nah, I don't want that gold. <laughs> they come with some lumps and bruises along the way. That's why yeah, pretty pretty much pretty much. Yeah. You're muted. You're muted, Shan. No, I'm sorry. I was asking for a charge of my battery. Um, yeah. So yeah, man. So basically, you know, what I'm saying, I just, you know, I, I, I'm, I came up, I came up in the '70s and the '80s. Uh, the crack era was strong and hard, but I, but I was able to. Uh, I was. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I was able to, um, you know, avoid prison, avoid all that. All right, guys, can you bear with me one second? Yeah, absolutely. You Take your time. Uh, yeah, we can hear you. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I made it in boxing. I was, I met, I was fortunate. I went to Jimmy O'Farrell's Star City Boxing Gym in East New York. That's where I began my career. Um, I had a, I had a, a nice amateur career. I had about close to forty fights, um, and I traveled the world. I was able to, you know, get on the plane for the first time, meet. You know, uh, legends in the game, travel the world. I went to, uh, you can't, where did I go? Ukraine, uh, England, Poland, Ireland. You know, I traveled the world. Here was a kid growing up in Brooklyn, homeless with nothing. And now I'm traveling the world, meeting all these people, you know what I mean? And seeing different places. And that and that just changed my life, you know? So I was, I was very fortunate. And, uh, but I always had a business mind. To be honest with you, Q. 
I always was a hustler in the sense of a guy who was willing to work. I started working when I was eight years old. I was I, I used to pack bags at a store called Consumers in Brooklyn, in Brownsville. I and then it was changed to um, Consumers. Then, but at first it was Royal Farms. Excuse me, it was Royal Farms. Then it changed to Consumers, and um, I worked there. I sold watermelons uh, every summer. Every any time I could, I worked on the watermelon truck. Uh, I yeah. sold newspapers, shovel snow. I uh, did odd and jobs. I was always, you know, I, I remember. I, I remember when they came out with the collecting bottles. You know, the five cent right. refund. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when when that first came out, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "What?" So we was uh, <laughs> free money used to go around collecting right. bottles as kids because we just wanted to, uh, you know, get a little little snack. We wanted to little get a get a hero. You know, what I'm saying? right, get right. A juice. <laughs> You know, get a juice this is definitely arrow. New York no, hustle. You know that chopped cheese. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, they call it chopped cheese. We used to call it a hero. You know what I right, mean? Right. <laughs> we we grew up calling a hero. I used to go get a hero, a juice, a bag of chips. You know right. what I mean? And and if we had some, you know, we played some arcade games. We go to the arcade game, and that was like a big thing. So, um, you know, for me. All my life, since I was a little kid, I was figuring out, you know, try to get it, try to get get this bread, get my bread up. Um, and I'm still that way. I'm always, you know, on my entrepreneur thing, trying to make it happen and, you know, create a better future for me and my family. I love that, it. That's definitely, that's definitely a dope experience. You gave me the the Brooklyn that I grew up with to a certain degree. You know what I mean? When you're saying the heroes and going to the store. Now, my question <laughs> to you is, your first fight, do you remember it? And what were you thinking as soon as you stepped in your first amateur fight? Great question. Mm, my, my first fight wasn't supposed to happen. Um, I had been hanging around the gym and, uh, you know, they, they said they was going to some fights one day. And I had, you know, been coming around and everything. So it was like, yo, we're going to go to the fights. And I was like, oh, you know, I want to go. You know, just being me live, we're talking, always, you know, ju jubilant. And I was like, yo, I want to go, I want to go to fights. And I basically was going to help. And the, I remember Jimmy O, the guy telling me, okay, you can go help and learn, learn, you know, watch and see how I go. And I was like, all right, cool. So um, I remember going to the fights. It was out in Staten Island. And, you know, this was back in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? I used to be on the train and the bus everywhere I went. So I was getting in, in his car. And that was good going for a car ride, you know. What I mean? like, Using I tokens and not metro cards, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't no metro cards, just the tokens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I remember the, the train was thirty-five cent. You know what right. I mean? For real, for real. Then it went up to fifty cent. We couldn't believe it. We was like fifty right. cent. Right now, <laughs> now it's damn near three dollars. Man, we couldn't believe it went up to fifty cent. So, um, so uh, you know, I went to the fights. As as a as a guest, you know, just to watch as, as as a spectator, and I remember we was there and they was getting ready to fight, and it wasn't it wasn't even there long, and he was like, "Y'all got light heavyweight," and I remember him hearing that. I was like, "Well, I wonder for who, you know, we ain't had no light heavyweights with us," and then he said, "Um, yeah, we got one," uh, and then I mean, he got like four or five fights though, or whatever. He said, oh, "My boy don't got no fights." I still didn't think he was talking about me. He could be talking about me. <laughs> Hold on, like, how, how he sound? I'm you just here to help. You in there like you talking about? <laughs> nah, I, I, I have. No, I, he couldn't be talking about me. I wasn't fighting, <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. Uh, I had never fought, you know, and um, just in the gym, you know what I mean. So uh, 
he actually, uh, he said, yeah, I got a boy. And then he came, he said, oh, you fighting. I ain't even have no book. I ain't have nothing. Um, they made it up. They made up all my information right there. <laughs> and I was like, what? I mean, I was, you know, I was defecating bricks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? I was like, this yeah. ain't this ain't it. And I never forget. I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. And he said, uh, well, if you don't fight, you're going to have to walk home. Oh, and uh, I never forgot to this day because when I was a kid, I used to watch that, you know, the movie Saturday Night, Saturday Night Fever with uh, Sylvester Stallone. That was that no John, reason, John that Travolta. John Travolta, Travolta, excuse me, John Travolta. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I had seen that movie as a kid. And when we came over the bridge to Staten Island, I remember that from the movie. So right. it stuck in my head that when they, you know, with the movie, I think somebody fell off or fake like they fell off. It was weird. But right. <laughs> I, I, I was really, that scene had stuck in my head. So when we went over that bridge, I was like, wow, you know, this bridge was so big and scary. You know what I mean? I'm on an interview. Right. <laughs> so I don't want to fall like, off the bridge. So, so I was like, yo, um, damn. What do I do? You know, I'm going over this big bridge. And so when we got over there, when he said that to me, I was thinking about that bridge. I'm going to walk over that bridge. Right. <laughs> I'm damn. Because right. I'm not fighting. So I just got to walk over this bridge is what I'm thinking. And how old were you? Like 13, 14? I was, I, I, I might have been 15, 16, That's 15. Crazy. Okay. 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 15, 16, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or just about to turn 16 or just turn just turn 16 and i you right. know i was born in december so it, it was like it had just maybe just turned 16 and i was like nah i can't believe this it's cold it's Staten island right by the water not ideal <laughs> and it was nighttime so i was like God. i can't walk over that bridge you know what i mean i was like i don't even know where to begin and i was like it ain't no, <laughs> it ain't no trains you know what I mean? Right, not in Staten Island. <laughs> I think we got one train now. One train, and that's it right. takes you through Staten Island and back to the ferry. That about it. And that's you know it. I mean? It's not even taking you into the city. I was like, <laughs> or yo, Brooklyn. I know what I'm gonna do? And then um, I said, yo, I just gotta do it. So I, uh, I didn't even have no boxing trunks. I didn't have nothing. So my my homeboy that fought Felipe Get Gomez, he he weighed 135 pounds. I was like 180, 75 pounds, something like that. <laughs> yo, he made me put on them shorts. Yo, they was tight. <laughs> it was so tight. I don't know how you're doing this. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm just like somebody telling me you gotta go fight somebody. Right. I came here and learn. You you telling me I gotta go get in the ring with somebody that got fight and I gotta walk back home in December. Yo. And, it and was I gotta wear these tight shorts the, to do it. It was like poom poom shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like boom, boom, shorts, man. Above the knee, dude, up here. I mean, they were so right. tight. I couldn't even right. move. I said, yo. But then what made it worse, you know, I was always ear hustling, listening, you know what I mean? Which was my problem. And then I heard somebody say that this was Buddy McGirt, the champion's, like, nephew or something like that. Or I was like, what? And when I seen him, wow. I couldn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Here I was. 16 years old this dude had to be like 20 plus years old he was a grown man he was uh he had hair you know i was a young kid 
he had hair like on his arms and back and everywhere. It was a grown man. And um, Gosh. you know, here I was this light-skinned, skinny dude, and this was this big black monster with 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 hair over his body. I was like, you know, <laughs> with hair. Not with the hair. All right. <laughs> That's that's why I was like, yo, this ain't right, y'all. This y'all set me up. <laughs> so um, the bell rang, and um, he, he went to work. He rushed me, and he started putting the beats on me. And I never forget, uh, he hit me with a body shot, and I literally like bent over and was like almost hanging out the ring. Like I couldn't believe he hit me so hard. And I looked sure. over at my trainer Jimmy O, and he looked at me. And he said, "You're gonna have to walk home." Oh my gosh, <laughs> the reminder. And I never forget. I, I got the referee got him up off me. I wanted to quit. I was like, like out the ring, like between the ropes. Like I couldn't believe my stomach hurt so bad. I never got punched that hard. And he said, You looked, he said, You're going to have to walk home. And, and, and by the way, the place was packed. When, right. when we got there, it was empty. But by the time I fought, which they made the last fight, like the main event, my first fight, they oh made it like God. the main event. When I came out to the from 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 the, from the it was in a, it was in a gym auditorium. When I came out, the place was packed. I couldn't believe it. My heart was so scared. I was I was trembling. My knees were shaking because it was in front of a crowd. I had never been in front of a crowd like that. My first fight, unexpected. They cut they cut the sleeves off my t-shirt. Usually you fight in a tank top for amateurs. They cut the sleeves off my T-shirt, and and I had a V-neck T-shirt. So here I was with a white T-shirt <laughs> on. No, they really lied. Oh, you. I'm hearing all anxiety. This is crazy, like, right? And I had on sneakers. I ain't have no boxing boots, and they had, and I had on some black Reeboks, and I never forget. And the, and he hit me in the stomach. I wanted to quit. Um, Jimmy O told me. You better fight. I, and I, and I, I made it back. And this was in the beginning of the round. I survived the round. I came back to the to, to the corner, and I couldn't breathe. I remember sitting there, like, because I have, I was born with asthma, but I think the nervousness too Absolutely. made me panic. Mm -hmm. Right. So now I'm sitting there hyperventilating. Anxiety. Uh huh. Anxiety. And um, mm -hmm. he said, "Man, you better get out there and fight." You know, he said, "Dude," and I never forget because. They used to call me Ali in the gym because all I wanted to do was impersonate I, I, Muhammad Ali. That's how he walk, how he talk. I wanted to just be him. Uh, and I'm going to tell you about that later. Uh, but what I did was he said, do that Ali stuff you be doing in the gym. And then I went off memory. And then when the bell rang, I came out pretending I was Muhammad Ali and I, and I was spanking him that round. Mm. So everybody got quiet. He couldn't right. hit me. I was hitting it. And then the third round, he said it again. He said, Come on, pretend like you Muhammad Ali. Do that again. And I started, he said, But do it, do it like you do it in the gym. And I started, okay, what would he do? And I started acting like I was him. And I started pretending I was him. And I dropped him. Boop, 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 boop. What would <laughs> Ali do? I you love it. Boop, boop, boop. You know it's real, Sean, <laughs> when you hit a boop, boop, boop. When they hit you, that's your hurt. That's right. I hit it with the boop, 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 boop. I hit him with the, right, with, the, right. with, the with the tip piece. And he the went down. Without the, without the <laughs> You know what I mean? No biscuits on the side. Yeah. He got up. He got up. And I went to work. Again. Right. And everybody went crazy. 
And what happened to me was I fell in love. I fell in love with the crowd. When they right. went crazy, I stopped. And I, I, I stopped punching. And I looked at him, looked at them like, what y'all doing? And they was like, they love it. And I, so I hit him again. And I see they right. loved it more. And I, we both fell in love at the same time. I fell in love with the roar, and they fell in love with the action. So yeah. in my mind, every time out, I was like, if you want that love, you got to give them that action. And um, that became my motto. You know what I'm saying? You want love, give them action. And I just started going crazy. Every time, every time they put me in the ring, if they was quiet, I said I wasn't doing my job. So I, I, I made my fights entertaining. Where I will right. go in there and just look for that look for that love. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> that, I love it. You know, and my next question is, what is the recovery process after your fights? You know what I mean? Because I always thought that to myself, because you, you go into the ring, you do your work, but you're also getting hit. What do you do after that to like calm swelling? Because I'm like, how do you go outside? What is that process like? He said, calm uh, you know, swelling. You are on it, FMI. Yes. No, I, I, that's the question I would love to ask. I, you know, Seriously. I wanted to ask the right person. And if not now, yeah. then what? That's yeah, FM, you know, over the years, technology and just education has jumped. I mean, you got to remember, guys, we went from uh, beepers to we, we right now at iPhones. We was just right. at the beepers, remember? Yeah, we moved quick. Absolutely. Yeah. You and know, in we, two ways. We, yeah, we was just at, uh, you know, getting CDs and discs. Remember that? You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Making CDs or making tapes. And now we here with, you know, it's, the technology is ridiculous. So um, it's changed. It's jumped. And, you know, education is jumped. We've learned so much. When we was young, it was just like Rocky. We were just, we, we learn, we all learn from what we see. We seen Rocky drink raw eggs. And, you know, we, we, we was drinking raw eggs. You know what I'm saying? It's just how we are as humans. We all learn from what we see. What our parents do. We learn how right. to talk and listen from, from what we see. And um, I think now with the internet and with uh, so much advancements and, 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 and everything, everything has changed. People take ice baths, cold baths, massage, food, diet. You should just take a swelling and try to put a steak on it. Yo, right. Damn, he took it back. Right? Past. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, you know, that for you guys to go out and put your heart in that ring, to stand in front of somebody that's legit trying to knock you out and or worse, whatever the case may be, and to walk out there with a smile, I give it to all athletes that can do that, especially boxers, anyone in, in combat sports and things like that. So Shannon, my hat off to you. Shout out. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate your support. Course, Thank you, brother. And Absolutely. you have any, a few more questions? Because I could keep going. Thank oh, you, yeah, Kim. most definitely. I, I want to talk about what we had touched on a little bit um, before you came in. Because, you know, you've been a boxer your entire life, which is you've also established these businesses. And, you know, you work in different industries and you're independent entrepreneur. I want to talk about the ugly side of boxing behind the scenes for so many boxers that we see come up, they become champions and they fall off the map. We don't see them anymore. The next thing you know, they're broke. Can you, can you tell us about the world of boxing and behind the scenes and the money changing hands and how quickly it moves? Because anybody that's an aspiring athlete, I think, but boxing in particular, um, because it's such a cash heavy sport, 
really needs to tune in and be and be smart about your business as well and not just you know the actual athleticism behind it yeah it's a you know it's a touchy subject because most fighters like myself don't have a um a, a high education when it comes and I, I learn i don't come from a family that taught me financial stability and how to you know be stable when i got older you know, I came from a mom who lived check to check. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we made it the best way we could. You know what I mean? So I had to learn on my own. But again, I told you, I had a hustle mentality because I always had to work for mine. You know what I'm saying? I always was, you know, and even if I didn't have to, if I wanted extra treats, if I wanted extra, you know, I could ask my mom for a dollar. But sometimes she wasn't home. My mom's work. So I'm home all day. You know what I'm saying? As a kid, I started, I st you know, I, I was outside, as the kids say, outside. I was outside, you know, literally for real, for real, at seven, eight years old, you know, we was on the train. We was kids. We right. were taking the train. I mean, I guess kids right. do it today, but I think in the seventies and the eighties, it was a little bit more, um, it was dangerous for looking back now. I say, damn, that was crazy. Was crazy. Yeah. Oh, my mom's was crazy, but mm -hmm. it was the lifestyle of a New Yorker. It's, the life you know it's true. So you true. Know, I was a latchkey baby. You know what I'm saying? I came home with the key from you know third grade i came home with the key and i probably was second but i don't remember i was so young i used to take the bus to school in the third grade you know i don't even know how old are you in the third grade eight years old same yeah. man same man i was going same from to red hook from back before to taking the train on the bus yeah right third grade and but but i i appreciate that now looking back because it made me such a, a go-getter like i told you i went to poland russia i went all over the world with by myself sometimes and um without warning meaning not prepared just rough it but that's that new york mentality i was like yo i gotta make it so you know that's my motto let's go champ and make it make it make it <laughs> i love you that gotta I, make love it. Man. I love the merch absolutely you know? but uh um, yeah i'm sorry go ahead no no i was gonna say so how did you find yourself because you've always been a hustler going more you know saying okay what can i do to establish like further business and make sure that i constantly have a stream of income well i, I realized early in life that you know um boxing i've seen a lot of fighters can you guys hear me yeah. i've seen a lot of fighters when i was young in the gym that was older and they didn't have anything back to fall back on. You feel me? And I would be wondering like, what's up with this guy? He can't really talk good. You know what I'm saying? Um, you could tell he was beat up from the game and yet he was still having to fight and he was being used as a, as a, as an opponent. Um, my thing was to never be an opponent, never be used as an opponent. So what could I do to differentiate, differentiate, differentiate myself from being like that, you feel me? What could I do to make myself um, marketable? I was lucky. I, I was again, again, a huge fan of Muhammad Ali. His his ability to have you know great conversations and talk to people, and that was just something that I was I looked up to. I was able to market myself. You know, I was I, had, I was handsome kid. I had the uh, blonde dreadlocks. Uh, I had dreadlocks first, then locks. Excuse me, locks. Then I had I dyed them. I was always you know keeping myself fashionably wise, you know, keeping myself out there. Then all of a sudden, 
you know, boxing uh, went hip hop in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop, my thanks to Mike Tyson and, you know, yep. boxing went hip hop. And, and I was a young kid, grew up on hip hop all my life. You know what I mean? So it was obviously that was my culture. Uh, I was I hung around a lot of rap kids growing up because I admired them, their ability to, you know, to do what they did, to make records. I was like, wow, you know what I mean? From Sugar Hill Gang, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, they were talking like what I wanted to hear, you know what I mean? Without singing, you know, without having to be able to sing. So it right. was amazing for me. Um, and, you know, just just having that thought to market myself made me, re and, and again, again, seeing older guys in the gym who had either not made it or beyond their, beyond their um, they were beyond themselves as fighters, but I still seen they had to. I was like, damn, this is a rough business. You got to have something back to fall back on. You got to have a job. What if your eye get hurt? What if you hurt your hands? I had a lot of hand problems early in my career, a lot, where I was told that I would never make it. You know what I mean? I had a lot of things yeah. that people said, you ain't going to make it because of your hands. You ain't going to make it because of asthma. This right. Third. So um, I had to think to myself, what are you going to do if this don't work? So I had to think about, okay, you know what? You better start another business. Start this, start that. Have other, you know, streams of revenue coming in just in case the, 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 the worst happened. Um, and I started using, and I, and I, and I don't... I don't feel bad for saying this whereas I used to because you're kind of taught in the game. And even today I posted something and somebody said, Oh, something, something, something. Fighters don't do it for the for the love no more. They do it for the money. And I and I say to myself, man, people are crazy, you know what I mean? Because they don't understand that we 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 fight for money. We fight so that we can, you know, feed our families, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> and um it's just an, it's just it's just amazing to hear when people say, "Oh man, you know he's not a, he's not dedicated or he's not this." He's not. I'm like, well, I, I do this for my family. It's a job, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's a tough job. And that's the a thing. Very too. tough job. You know, social media has created an avenue where everyone could throw in their input to your yes. life, your personal life, and that's the crazy part. To right. reach out straight to you and say whatever they want and expect no no rebuttal and or any emotion behind it. And, right. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Well, that, well I know no, with, with no Shannon. Repercussions. Okay. You feel me? <laughs> no repercussions. You, me? you yeah. definitely have a very high personality and engaging following on social media. Can we talk about that? I know you and Rampage are always going back and forth. Um, what's up with your with your, your social media? You have fun. You use it for your business. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, both, both, you know, again, marketing myself. Um, mm -hmm. I have to, you know, I, I, I've been blackballed in the boxing industry quite a few times. You, you know, they, I call them regimes, different regimes come in. Um, right now, a long time ago, it was HBO, then it was, you know, the next regime. They come in. I, I ain't never been a company man, you feel me? Um, I, uh, I intimidate some people. Um, I get on some people's nerves. <laughs> they, they don't, you know. Sometimes, you know, in the game, in any business, you, you, if you're if you're a worker, so they think you're a worker. You got to stay in the worker a worker position. You feel me? Stay play your role, and that's cool and all. But I I see myself as an independent contractor. 
You feel me? Uh, I, you love I love that. I love that. Independent contract. You ain't no payroll for nobody. You okay. decide when you're coming in. I love that. Yeah, I'm an independent contractor. I work for me, and you know, I'm my business because I've seen it already. I seen old dudes, you know, in the gym, and I said, mm, I was putting two and two together, and I was like, you know what? You know, I seen managers be douchebags, excuse my language, and um, treat treat fighters inhumane. I seen, I mean, you know, I've, I've had some bad treatments towards myself. Man, it's a dirty game, man. But any business, and I'm not saying most businesses is filthy, but yes, the the boxing business is the flesh business. It's the flesh business because you literally like taking human meat and you putting them against each other like animals and making and they not, and they fighting and we yeah. we do it um some because we have to some because we love it you know what I mean we enjoy it but um it's a business you know what I'm saying it's a business it's a fight business it's prize fighting you feel me we fighting for a prize and a lot of times people would say oh you, you know you looking for a side hustle. You're not dedicated. You're not this. You're not that. I'm looking for a plan B just in case plan A don't work out. That's right. Mm -hmm. and, and it's eventually plan A going to run out anyway. That's just Right. The you need plan B for your longevity, especially yeah. in a physical business. I mean, any any sort of athleticism. Look at we we look at basketball players when they're in their 30s. They start calling them old. That's just, and it's you know what I'm saying? It's right. crazy to me. What if you don't have endorsements? What if you haven't created your own businesses? You're you're living the lifestyle according to the amount of money that you make, right? So you're not living in a small apart one bedroom apartment. You know what I mean? You're living in a multi million dollar mansion because you're making thirty five million a year. But if that thirty five million a year doesn't continue, you can no longer afford that seventy million dollar mansion. So I think that's very smart. Got to have the plan B and C to back to back it all up and even feed into A. While you're still running B, you know. Yeah, that's a fact. I think that's you know, the only way to do it. See, and that's why I use my marketing, my, me, my social media. I've been, you know, uh, somewhat successful and 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 uh, making, you know, having a presence on on online. Um, it could be more. It could be less. You know what I'm saying? Again, it depends on who you're looking at. But I feel as though it should be more. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it's me against the machine. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep it real right. with y'all. It's me against algorithms. The you yep. know, it's me against the machine. There's uh there is people out there who don't want to see me um you know take the spotlight, uh shine. Some people out here who just hate me, just period, don't want to see me eat. So I'm fighting that machine, champ. And you know what? I think I'm gonna win. You are gonna <laughs> win. Let's go, champ. Let's go, right. champ. You know what I mean? That's I've watched you do so much that you even translated your career to a few movies. You know, how, explain those. I have a few of them up here right now that you've uh, been in. I've seen Transported to Bad Boys uh, to Explain that, because that's dope. You went down in history with just being in those movies. How did you feel when you got casted? I was cool. It was, you know, again, another experience that I had to slide in and, and you know, there was like, nah, you know, nah, nah. And I was like, nah, I, I don't, you know, I don't really take no for an answer. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's I, I feel like a no is is it, it could be it, it might be temporary for you. It's a soft. It's a soft maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you, might, you, you might feel like that no today, but tomorrow you might change, and I know you will change because why? I'm gonna do my best to change you, whether 
It's because other people say, yo, there's a lot of value in this guy. And you have to, or you say, man, this guy's persistent. You know, he's this, he's that. Let me give him a shot. I'm, I'm going to do my best. So, you know, I'm going to keep trying until it ain't no more. That's just me. I'm going to keep trying until it ain't no more. I love it. So um, what's next for you, Shannon? Because I know you have so much on your plate. Well, I'm in the process right now. What I really like to do is finish my book. Um, again, build, I like to build some sense of um, uh, uh, cohesion in my, in my, in my, in my, uh, in my social media is a little bit all over the place right now. So I'm looking mm -hmm. to uh, get that in order as far as, you know, I got Twitter, I got Facebook and all that, but really build, build my presence because I really, it's important and I've been on it for years, but you know, I got kind of lured into the trap when they started doing these, uh, these legend fights. When they start mm -hmm. bringing back the old guys, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's man. a big thing right now. They're bringing in a lot of uh, like the verses. Yeah, I wanted to ask yeah. you about that towards the ending of the interview. You know, if you're interested in any of that, I know we had a conversation, but go ahead. Yeah, I was. Um, I jumped back into that thinking, okay, I, you know, this is right up my alley. I got the social media presence. You know, what I'm saying I'm a, I'm gonna sell tickets. I'm gonna put asses in the seats. You know, I'm, a, I'm the pay per view is gonna go crazy because. One thing is, I'm going to sell it. You know what I'm saying? But um, you I came to the realization that nobody want to risk their life fighting me. You know, when they <laughs> see my face. <laughs> hey, you got, all you got to do is fight one of these YouTubers that be saying they want to fight boxers. And, and oh, boy. You're going to get all the clicks you need. You ain't got to worry about none of that. <laughs> no, nobody won't fight me, FM. Nobody won't fight me. Mike Tyson, nobody won't fight me. I called out Mike. I called out everybody. I said, listen, yeah, let's true. get the money. You know? I just want to punch holes in people. But people don't want that. <laughs> they don't want that. They do not want to have holes punched in them, Shannon. No. <laughs> I don't even, yo, to, you know, to be honest with you, your conditioning, I went on your Instagram, and I'm just like, all right. I looked at your age. I sat there, and I looked at my age. And I was just like, I don't know what we're doing. I'm not eating right. We grew up in the same borough. I don't know what heroes you eating, but the heroes ain't it ain't working the right way. It to work like this. I'm a machine champ. I was I was I was born in the fire. I tell you, I was I'm a Sagittarius. I'm a fire, so I was born in the fire, champ. Word. So what new things are you working on? You know what I mean? I know you're a busy guy, we don't want to keep you too long. Uh what new projects are you working on for this year? Uh like I said, I was saying a book. I want to do this book. I want, to, I want to do a digital book with an animation series to it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got an NFT dropping next month. Uh, there we go. I was actually on the phone with a billionaire this morning, a crypto guy. We got a great relationship. So I'm looking to do some different things in that area, real estate, uh, Airbnbs, car rentals, you nice. name it. Um, I really, I really, one of my passions, this dream is to open up a dessert bar. I want to open up a dessert bar one day. Uh, I love pastries. Okay. I'd love to open up a dessert bar. You know what I mean? What would you call it? Uh, flirt and dessert. Love it. Hey, nobody steal that either. You know what I'm saying? Y'all heard somebody it. Somebody already tried to steal it from me. I sued them and I got it back, but um, it's all good. <laughs> good. So you've trademarked it already. You already yes, know what's up. Yes, sir. There we go. That's right. And speaking of trademarks, for those out there, claiming VPR radio is your name, you will expect, because now there's several, you will expect to hear from our lawyer. 
soon and get those trademark infringement uh, letters out. So just FYI, the, FF, the, uh, the VPR trademark belongs to myself and DJ FMI and it is our brand name and um, we're gonna keep it that way. We don't play about our business, right, Shannon? Let's go champ. Let's go champ. You're gonna, yes, sir. I'm ready to see all the great things you're working on and I'm gonna be supporting it. I already made sure I'm gonna bomb your Instagram. I can't wait to send all our VPR listeners to come and check out your content, to come and check out the book that you're working on. And I can't wait to see the animation. Absolutely. And holla at me, Shannon. I can help you organize your, your social media and stuff. So we and can talk book, behind the I'm scenes. Trying to get this book I'm, I'm, either gonna I'm a writer. Find, I'm either gonna come find on, a, liter a literary <laughs> agent or I'm gonna do it myself. I ain't sure yet. You know, I gotta figure it out. Either self-publish or get an agent. Mm -hmm. I haven't figured it out yet. All right. Well, holla at me. Let's chat. And um, tell everybody where they can where they can find you if you have anything else uh, you know coming up next where they can they can check you out live or you'll have any appearances. Let them know and uh, everybody can come in and follow you. We appreciate. Oh, you. I appreciate that. You can catch me on Instagram at Canon underscore Briggs, and um, Twitter is I think it's Shannon the Canon. I believe the, or the Canon Briggs, one of those. And um, I'm on Facebook, but again, I am in, in the process on my website shannonbriggs.com as well. I'm in the process of, you know, revamping my whole media outlook and all that. But um, I'm around, man. I'm around. You know what I'm saying? I'm hanging on like a hubcap. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you. Let's go champ. Let's go champ. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. I appreciate you, Q. DJFM, you're the best. I appreciate you, Shannon. We appreciate you. Have a great day. You too. Let's go champ. Let's go champ. <laughs> Kiana, uh, Kiana, you know, VPR, y'all see the smile on my face. And I say this to say, no matter what I'm going through in life, when I get on VPR, when I DJ, when I'm doing what I love, time flies by and it's it's organic for me. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So doing this and having you guys just watch and take time out your day every Thursday means the world to me. And I'm going to keep saying it every show until I drive it home to you guys of how important you guys are. That's right. We are we are ever so grateful. We're actually coming up, you know, next year on our fourth year FMI. I'm extremely excited about the the. It doesn't even seem like it, right, partner? <laughs> we have, like we just we've done like, you know, we've done Corona. We've done yeah. Quarantina. Quarantina. <laughs> we've done we've done Brooklyn basement. We've done Brooklyn studio. Yo. You know, um, and our and our audience has been with us we've the entire time. You know, we've done rolling done loud. So many, so many, so many events. Uh, events uh, 420 events. Uh, we've been yes. all around New York Smoke City chips. and outside New York City just getting yep. it done to bring you the dopest content VPO. Yeah, and we're and we're super proud and super excited about our future and so full of gratitude for our amazing guests and our amazing audience that's always engaging. Remember, you can join our VPR radio group on Facebook if there's any questions. We always check that for exclusivity. You'll get to, yep. you know, get your question out to our guests. And we have so many great guests coming up for the rest of the year. We're actually booked up through January, and I'm working on getting us a really, really extra special guest for our first January show. You know what I'm saying? And I also have some guests that I want to slide in there. I have some amazing. Slide on it, partner. Let's go. And uh, there's so much conversation that we need to jump into. And I had a slew of them ready for you guys, VPR. But we're going to catch up on that next show yeah. uh, next Thursday. So don't we still got to discuss that Drake and Kanye album. Kiana, we got to make some time to sit there and listen to it so we can have a great discussion upon that. Not to wait to each other, but just to see the different feel. 
so we can let's do it i i got you partner i appreciate you so much <laughs> and i appreciate everybody for tuning in this is our our new time frame we're going to be here every single thursday from 11 to 12 so you can catch us here make sure you follow please share follow my incredible partner dj fmi and of course our special guest today Shannon the Cannon Briggs. You can find him on Instagram at Cannon underscore Briggs. I'm and we'll see hero. you next week. You got to go get a hero and a juice hero. and some chips. <laughs> I'm about to run to the store and do that just that. If it makes look like that, BPR, I'm trying to look like that. Y'all playing with me, man. Get that hero in your life. Get your weight up. <laughs> we love you for watching, guys. We'll see you next week. And we appreciate you. you. Ciao.